knocking on Knoxville's door. We're knocking on Knoxville's door. Welcome to Knoxing on Knoxville's door, a podcast where two Knoxville boys talk about all things Knoxville and East Tennessee and share. A few laughs. My name is Trey Townsend, and I'm Grant Howard, and we're coming to coming to you live as always. Uh, almost messed that up. I almost messed it up, but I caught it because I'm a professional. We're coming to you live as always from the tip top of the Sun Sphere. That's right. We're in the top of the Sun Sphere. We got our little booth. I gotta say, um, energy's a little low today, but uh, a low. yeah, a low. we're talking a little quieter at the start. Kind uh, of a gray day out here in Knoxville. Yeah, had a somber episode talking about the failure of World's Fair. And just I don't know, kind of feeling a little down about it. Yeah, and we're you know we're so high up because the World's Fair. You know, what's it, 6,500 feet, something like that? Yeah, so you're basically in the clouds. Yeah, so we're, in the in, clouds. we're just surrounded by gray. Actually, highest peak in the lower 48. No one knows that, but it actually the is. The lower 48. The lower 48. What does that mean? That means the continental U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you meant like a region in Knoxville. No, like, I meant a region of our country. I thought you meant like as in the, the 40, majority of 48 it. counties the or 48 something. 48 counties of East Tennessee. <laughs> Well, on today we're going to talk about uh, Dollywood, which is exciting. We're going to talk about the history of the park. Had a lot of fond memories about Dollywood myself. Yeah, get into you, some personal experiences we're, at Dollywood. We're going to make it personal this time. A um, lot of experience on my part. How it's, many times do you think you've been to Dollywood in your life? Oh my gosh. Probably over 50, I'd say, yeah. I don't know if I've been that many times, but at least probably 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could be a little bit less, but yeah, I've been there a bunch. But yeah, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into Dollywood, but before we do that. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, Jim. Budweiser. You know what that means, Grant? That means, Trey, that we are about to stand the man, standing Manning. That's right, it's time for our segment, Standing Manning. Standing Manning, Standing Manning, Standing Manning. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, Jim. Budweiser. Why do I always want a Budweiser after I hear the intro of this section, Trey? You know, you hear a southern man with a bad neck say that he wants, he's going to drink a call tool, call tool Budweiser. Uh, who's messing up now, Trey? You know, you drink, I, I actually meant to say that, I'm... Call I mean, tool. yeah, call tool. It's a call tool Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to try to make it work. I, you, I'm going to admit did. my fault. The attempt was there. I mean, Peyton would have pulled out the W, but you know. Yeah. Um, so today's standing Manning. Today's. I feel like you were saying something and I totally forgot what you were, what you were talking about because Ooh. I messed up. Oh. You always want a Budweiser. I always want a Budweiser after I hear the intro to standing Manning. Well, that's what uh, that's why they paid him to say that. Paid, I imagine he was not paid. He was definitely paid. He was not paid. <laughs> Peyton did not get paid for the bud. Paid is almost the same word as Did Peyton. you say Peyton got paid? Payton in this case. Paid on, more like it. Yeah. I remember watching that live and being like he he's said Budweiser so, like six times. He's cuz he said it twice. Yeah. And uh he so obviously was paid by Budweiser. He, he like led off with that. They were like, "How was tonight?" And he was like, "No, oh, so a lot of Budweiser." You know what? We've we've played this clip, but let's actually go through. Okay. So before the Super Bowl, yeah, 
Peyton Manning's last game yes. as an NFL player, mm-hmm. he he probably didn't personally sit down with Budweiser people. He sat down with Jim Budweiser. <laughs> but his agent probably got a call from Mr. Budweiser. He's like, Peyton, don't you fuck said, this hey, up. Hey, you know what we would like? <laughs> we would like if Mr. Manning wins the Super Bowl on Sunday... It would be really great if he brought up how much he wanted to drink a Budweiser you know what? after I, the game. I, I, I'm Multiple correct, times. I'm going to correct you there, Trey. Mm-hmm. Because I think even if he lost, that man was going to say, just want to get home and drink a you lot of Budweiser. You think so? Because that, that was the awkward part. It's like He led off with it. Do you? I mean, it was so early in the conversation. Well, he said it twice because yeah. he said it. I'm going to go home, drink a lot of beer, a lot of Budweiser. They interviewed him on the field right after the yeah. game. And they asked he still him, had like that red smudge on his colossal yeah, forehead. Remember that? Yep. And he said it once, and then he gets, and they had the trophy presentation. Mm-hmm. I, and Did he say it during the presentation? And he said it again. <laughs> I think the clip that we play is from the second one, oh, but he said gosh. it twice. He did. He within said a span it on, like, of like 15 like minutes. interview on the field. You're right. So when I saw it the second time, I was like, oh, he was definitely. For sure. He like, it's in a contract or something. You think so? You think it just wasn't his affinity and love for a no. great American No, they were like, beer? hey, Peyton, if you say. Peyton. Yeah, they probably sent someone with Southern Charm. Yeah. And it said, if you say you're going to drink a Budweiser after you win the Super Bowl. We will give we'll you. We'll kick in an extra $300,000. We'll kick in an extra $200. 200, well, yeah. I would do <laughs> That's it for $200. Would. <laughs> would you? Are you kidding me? If I win the Super Bowl. My other and question. someone's like, hey, I'll give you 200 bucks to do this. I'm I would it. say that it would, it would have to be at least 100 grand. Not yeah. for me. I mean, in, in actuality. Oh, that's how much Peyton got paid. For Peyton. And then my other question is, Budweiser would have have to have thought that that was worth the investment. Yeah, for sure. So they sold, they would have to sell over $100,000 worth of beer because Peyton said he wanted to drink a Budweiser. Yeah, that's true. You know, as as dumb as football fans are, they probably probably worked. Probably a lot of people in Tennessee that celebratorily drank at least a case of Budweiser. You know, I don't think I've ever drank a full Budweiser beer. You know what? I don't think I have either. You know what? I've had a Bud Lime. I've had several Bud Does Limes. Does that count? It's not a Budweiser, though. I've had Bud... I don't... I hate Bud Light. Sorry. I guess we're tanking our opportunity of getting Budweiser to sponsor this podcast, but... Well, I already said I don't like Petros, too. God. But I love Petros, <laughs> so I feel like you're like... you. But you don't, like, hate Petros. I think no. my fervent love for Petros will okay. offset you just being terribly wrong. Like, I would act like I like it. And oh, I love it. Commercial, for I instance. Would, no, I will eat it in a commercial. I won't do that thing where they, like, take a bite and spit it. I'll eat the fucking thing. <laughs> I love Petros. Petros, give us money. I love your company. <laughs> so we're um, currently in Stanley Manning, the segment, and yes. we haven't talked about anything about this particular uh segment let's stand the mantra get in there. so let's stand him uh on january 4th 2004 peyton manning won his first playoff how game. old were you i would have been uh, math 11 years old okay continue um this this is the event we're looking back so he wins his he won his first playoff game which is actually kind of late because he was uh, he went into the NFL in 1998. He was oh, his wow. first playoff game in yeah. 2004. So he won his first playoff playoff game against the Denver Broncos. Ironic. And you know what I wonder if they were like, you know, the Broncos were over there. You know, I don't know if John Elway was with the team then. 
Um, I, yes, he would have been retired, but John Elway actually runs the Broncos. Yeah, okay. you actually know who that is? No, that's really? I, I don't. Trey, oh I'm an gosh. idiot when it comes to sports. Please continue. But um, <laughs> but they were looking. They were like, "Man, that Mister Payton, he's a he's a good old quarterback. Maybe uh, he's later. a weird looking man, but he's competent. By God, they're like maybe later in his career, he'll hurt his neck really bad." <laughs> And, and we can have, just put pillows of padding around his entire abdomen. And they'll have to have multiple surgeries, and then the Colts will get rid of him because they think he's old and washed up, and then we'll But we'll build the best in. defense that ever played in the NFL, and we'll win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you actually know that. I remember that because he had yeah. a terrible game he when was, he won last season. It was awful. Bowl. It was yeah. like the worst game. But the defense was great. Anyways, back to this game 2004 against the Broncos. He wins. Not only does he win, he achieves a perfect a hundred and fifty eight point three passer rating. How is that determined? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I I know that like it's not a percentage. I don't know why one hundred fifty eight point three is. Is it like perfect? Y- is it yardage? Yeah, that's perfect. No, it's not yardage. It's it's like a rating. So it's like why it's is based there a on decimal? your <laughs> It's based on your completion percentage and how many touchdowns and interceptions you throw. I think. So, so they take like multiple fields in it. It's like a cumulative score. Yeah. So basically, if you get over a hundred, it's above average. Okay. So if you have a really bad, so if you're game, over a hundred and forty-seven, though, it's perfect. Like sometimes you'll watch if you watch ESPN, they're like, "Man, this quarterback was so bad. His passer rating in this game was 12. Oh. And then sometimes it'll be like, "Oh, the, he had 148," and you just know, "Oh, that's good." But you don't really, they never really explain what it means. But apparently, Peyton got a perfect one, 158.3. I don't know why it stops there. Hey, if you know the answer as to why 158. Well, we probably could have researched it. Yeah, send, send us it an in. email. Tip of the Sun Sphere. At gmail.com. gmail.com. That's right. I always think we have a hotmail or something. Almost at tip of the Sun Sphere.com. <laughs> maybe next maybe, season. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. So he was 22 for 26, so he did miss four passes. But that's not perfect. How is that a perfect rating, but he missed passes? I don't, I don't know, because he had a 377 yard. Doesn't look like he pitched a no hitter, Trey. <laughs> and five touchdowns, which is a lot. That's a lot of touchdowns. That it's like what, like thirty-five? So that's enough football talk, though. Thirty. What we want to talk about is the day before, on January third, two thousand four. Let's get into Peyton's brain. Into this man's brain. So here's what happened on that date: Casey Kasem, the host of American Top Forty, mm-hmm. uh, stepped down. And handed over the reins to Ryan Seacrest. That's right. Who, as far as I know, still does it. And as far as I know, sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a different conversation, but you can Google Ryan Seacrest. He sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of like how, you know, five years ago, mm-hmm. Hannibal Burris was like, Oh, yeah. Google Bill Cosby. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a rapist. He started the whole thing. That's crazy, you know? <laughs> Um. So he hands over American Top Forty to Ryan Seacrest. I guess this is around the time he would have been hosting American Idol. He mm. definitely would have been. Yeah, it started sure. like two thousand, two thousand one. So, what do we think Peyton Manning thought of this change in American Top Forty host? First of all, do we think that he listened to American Top Forty? If. Country music is on there, for sure. Peyton Manning listened to it. Do you think Peyton is an authentic country music fan? Or is it just because of his association with Kenny Chesney? For you guys who aren't aware of this, 
Trey and I. Let, let, yeah, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. We because we were discovered this by movie guy Will Meyer. Movie guy Will Meyer dropped this hotline of info on us from WBR. Actually alerted us to that we had no idea not only does he have a network of friends that is always looking out for film directors in the greater knoxville area and they alert him in a moment's notice he also happens to know obscure musical duets between the greatest knoxvillian peyton manning I and hope, the second greatest and knoxvillian, i hope he's okay with us Kenny tipping him off, you know oh. letting the people know that he tipped us off oh, well. um so there's a song called whatever it takes by kenny chesney and Peyton Manning, it's real. It's real. They recorded it I thought this in was a studio. <laughs> and let's listen to a little bit of it. Uh, honky tonk. All right. That's Peyton, That's obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's Kenny. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Sing it, Kenny. And when they play to, when they sing together, it's, it's great. great right here. Happy <laughs> Somehow. Somehow it's worse when they're singing together. Yeah, really, it's, it's Some, the disparity. I it's know, right there. You can hear Kenny on tune. He has like a great voice. Yeah. And then Peyton, it makes he's it so trying. more obvious that it's, it's like, bad. It's like vocal cords are straining off. He's like, where it takes. Like it's bad enough when he's singing by himself, but something about them together, oh it's worse. Oh my gosh, that's great. I wish, I would love to see that duet live in person. It may have happened before. I want to see it again. <laughs> Let's. Hey, you know what? Let's make it trend. Peyton and Kenny back together again. Let's get it going on Twitter. You heard it here, folks. I mean, Peyton's not doing anything. He's not doing He's anything. He's like going to golf tournaments. He needs and he's to apparently kick off. going to Republican f- fundraisers. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised? Anyways, let's. But let's get him back. Let's reopen the book. He had the brief stint in the music career. He's already established. Has a powerful second, Republican second career, donor, apparently. Second career. Second career. Much like O.J. Simpson, after he stopped playing football, he became an actor. And he also became an author. <laughs> American best-selling book, If. Uh, so back to Ryan Seacrest. Back to Ryan Seacrest. I think that actually maybe um, Hayden listened to... Maybe a casual listener to American Top 40. Okay. I think he obviously probably didn't grow up listening to a lot of music based on his singing, you know, not a lot of practice. Um, I think to some degree you can be trained to sing. So if you yeah. listen to a lot of music and you sing a lot, you know, like, here's you can't, the thing. it's not going to make you sound great, but you're not going to sound like that. If you knew you weren't a good singer, you wouldn't go for that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a man who had no shame. He went for it, son. Also, to sound that bad in a studio recording oh yeah they worked on that like that's the best they could get it <laughs> that's the best either that or peyton when he's like i'm just doing one take he's like this is one take this is all you get because i actually don't really like this now that guy. was one take and he just came in that's pretty good i'm pretty impressed I, that's not good but one you know, take i give him a little Listen, more not everybody's one take trey all right <laughs> trey did after all produce our opening theme in one take I should come back. I should go back and I should record my. I think I saw a karaoke version online. Maybe we should record our version of that. Song. We should definitely do that. <laughs> Who's Peyton? Will I be Peyton? 
Well, yeah, because you're worse, obviously. Oh, come on, Trey. We both know I got the better country singing voice. Uh, anyway, so I and also we've determined Peyton Manning's probably a, more of a traditionalist. Yep. I think he would have been like, man, Casey was my dude. I don't know who Casey Kasem is. You don't? I don't. He's just like he was just like a kind of like a oh man. Think of like Dick Clark. You remember Dick Clark? Yes. He was kind of like him. Was he like old as shit? When he... Yeah, he was pretty oh, old. Okay. And he was just he had done it for like thirty years. Something happened to him. Like he I'm trying to remember. There's something where he was like he died, but it took him like years to die or something. <laughs> no, I'm just like, <laughs> No. <laughs> like he was in like a coma or something. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Don't laugh about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> and I don't think Peyton's much God, of... Probably had Lou Gehrig's or something terrible. I don't think Peyton is much of a Ryan Seacrest guy. Don't think so. No. Two manicured brows. You don't think he's into the a man hair, that looks that. The hair, he's not into the hair. Eyebrows. For sure. the, t- the tan, the teeth. He's not very macho. The person. The man. Yeah. Not into don't it. So that's my thought. I, don't, I think you'd be, you know, a little bothered about it. But, you know, maybe when he gets in the car, he doesn't... He doesn't go out of his way to tune into American Top Forty anymore. But if he if it's on, he'll leave it. I feel like Peyton Man is the kind of guy who travels air everywhere with like a portfolio of CDs and a Walkman. I disagree. I think he's a guy that has like three CDs in his car. Two of them are Jock jams. Ones that Kenny Chesney gave him. Okay. And one that like his girlfriend or wife keeps in there. Two P from K. And he just listens to like talk radio. What's wrong with that? But if it, if someone else is in the car, he'll turn on music. He might get a little crazy. Listen to a little bit of like. On the uh, record, I don't trust anyone that doesn't listen to music. I mean, that shouldn't be an excuse for them not to listen to this podcast. But I mean, listen to podcasts. Listen yeah, to our of course. Podcast. Listen to podcasts. Listen to ours. A I don't few trust times. anyone that listen doesn't listen to podcasts or music and music. What's the balance in listening time? Um, you know, ninety-five-five podcast music. Yeah. No joke, that's probably pretty close to what mine is. I'm not even really? joking. Really? That's but pretty bad. You think so? No, I listen to music a lot. But, like, I would say the majority of the time, if I'm driving, I just, like, enjoy listening to pods. I like it. I think uh, that's uh, the end of Standing Manning. Standing Manning. Standing Manning. Standing Manning. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, Jim. Budweiser. So before... Uh, before we get into talking about Dollywood, I did want one little more. Uh, let's hop on the Peyton Manning thing one more time. One more time. Just a little. We're thing. gonna hop on Peyton one more time. We were thinking, or I had this thought: Why have we not had talk now that he's retired of a Peyton Manning biopic? Mm. Mm. How do you not make his life into a movie? I think you just don't do it. <laughs> I think that's how you don't make it. He comes from humble beginnings as the son of an NFL quarterback. <laughs> um, you know, and I'll be the first one to put it out there. I I would love to play Peyton in a movie. I think I'm have you know I'm. Let's see, how tall do you think he's? Probably like six three, six yeah, four. Yeah, about six three, six four. They could do some upshots. They could do some Tom Cruise magic on you. They can make yeah. you tower over. Give me some Apple people. Box. Yeah, Apple Box me. Apple Box him. Yeah, I'll work out for a couple weeks. Yeah, I'll get a um, 
prosthetic to make my forehead look even bigger. I was about to say, you just hit your forehead repeatedly to get a red mark in every scene. I'll wear a helmet. <laughs> in every scene. <laughs> in every scene. Here's the question. Which helmet would it be? Here's the thing. Would it be whatever team he's playing, or would it be like always a Broncos helmet? The the prevalence of that red smudge on his forehead Mm -hmm. makes me think that man wears that helmet off the field. Yeah, I've seen it in too many interviews. It's there. He does kind of always have like a red red forehead, doesn't he? Trey, this is what I'm asking. Does Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning sleep on a football helmet? It's possible, or maybe it's like kind of a, you know where I'm going. <laughs> Continue. Is it possible that it's like a kink? Kink. <laughs> kink. All right, so I don't want to talk about Peyton's kinks. Peyton biopic, yes or no? Yes. Is it a drama, comedy, sports drama, thriller? I, here's what I think. They moonlight it. <laughs> you mean have three different they have three stages in Peyton's life. So with the three st- oh my god, this would be great. I would love to see this. This would be great. You have like Peyton as a kid growing up hard with his NFL quarterback yeah, father. In like a mansion in New Orleans. <laughs> in Louisiana. And uh college. Mm-hmm. And then is- part three no, this is perfect. Part three cuts in. From the perspective of Peyton, uh-huh. he's getting interviewed, says his most famous line, <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight, a lot of cold beer, Budweiser. Start part three. Peyton Manning, the man after the football. So it starts after he won the Super Bowl? Yeah, and we're gonna he's going to go to the locker room. So you skip his whole NFL career. <laughs> <laughs> People know about that. We want to know about the What man. about like the neck injury and Ow. the human growth hormones? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about that? No, what? It's been alleged that he like he took HGH. Yeah, like through his wife's name. Oh, I do remember that. But yeah. it was kind of like swept under the rug. Nobody gave a shit around here. But there was something in the news like a couple weeks ago that like someone came back and were like, "Yeah, it happened." It would explain the no size of his head. <laughs> like I'm not joking. HGH makes your head grow. Look at Barry Bonds. Yeah, I mean not that it was proven. But. Uh, before we get into Dollywood, I did. I wanted to quickly talk about um, my experience with Dixie Stampede. Have you ever been to? Yeah, well, I it's went, no longer called that. Yeah, that's right. It's, was it the Dolly Stampede now? It's dinner shot. Dolly's show? Stampede dinner show or something, yeah. which I actually applied. Yes, Dolly Parton for well, once again. She proved she's a fantastic person, not only for this part of the country, but also just everyone. She's awesome. Because especially when we get into the history of Dollywood, and you realize how far we've come, where mm-hmm. from the ori- uh, origin of the amusement park to was is it this year or end of last year cha- taking Dixie out of yeah. Which, by the way, was not a popular move around here. A lot of people were not okay with that, which is very yeah, but strange. I feel like they got over it pretty quick. Yeah, though. for sure, because it's like they realize it's stupid to be racist and support the <laughs> Confederacy. <laughs> and also, it's like Dolly Parton could not be more popular. Oh yeah, among a, like a wide swath of people too. She's yeah. a very uh, she's fantastic. Very rare in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this name change, however, would not lead me to change my opinion on the, uh, the stampede qualities of the stampede dinner been? show have you been yeah when i was a teenager i went when i was a teenager as well i was um, like 13 i think 
I don't know. My mom had free tickets, or like her work went. Yeah, or I went. I went free through the Boy Scouts. Let me tell you, that crowd was real lively. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember you're you sit down. It smells like horse shit. It smells like horse literal shit. Horse shit. It smells like horse shit. Yeah. Um, it's like it wasn't very well lit. I remember. No, it's dark as shit in there. And they give you like the Cornish give, hen. Yeah. Vegetable soup. Biscuits. No, they gave us, I, for some reason, I don't know if this is everyone, but we got no silverware. No, you eat with your hands. What? Oh, I do not want to eat with my hands, especially a hen. What, are you a sissy boy? You don't want to get yes. your hands dirty? <laughs> Trey's hands are so moist, he's probably dropping pieces of chicken. Probably grabbed a chicken leg and it squirted onto the, <laughs> <to> the run. <laughs> so I like, can't really see my food. I don't have any utensils to eat see, it this with. See, I think this is brilliant, though. The smell is making me not hungry no, 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 anyways. You're focusing too much on the olfactory, on the scent. You're supposed to be the old factory. The old factory. <laughs> that was a great joke, Trey. That was really good. And uh, that was a really good bit. Write that one down. Okay. I think you're not focusing on how the mouthfeel should be emphasized in the dark light. You got it? You got it? This is you good. Just that down. Hey, remember that for our ASMR podcast we're doing after this one. That was a really good okay, sound. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was good. ASMR. With Grant and Trey. Hey, guys. No, Trey, you do it enough. You don't have to <laughs> Okay, what were you it. saying about... Uh, you don't remember? No, I don't remember. Let's also, keep going. I remember that... Um, I remember thinking how stupid the show was because they... There's like a guy that comes out and they split you between north oh, the and the north south. north and south, that's right. Which seems a little inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, you think so? <laughs> It's our heritage, Trey. And the thing they have you do to interact with the show is like whenever your side is called, you gotta they'll yell. be like, I remember it's, let's hear it for the North. And you would you would stomp your feet. Yeah. They would want you to stomp your feet. Yeah. I'm doing it. You can't hear it. So you just hear people. Mm-hmm. Trey, they're going to hear us downstairs. You need to be quiet. And then there's no one down there. Primo is gone. We've been over it. And then they're like, let's hear it for the South. And then the other... And I, and I did not like enjoy one it. really like shitty drunk uncle who's like, yeah. And I don't remember anything about the actual show. I'm like, I don't care about horses. Yeah. I don't remember what they did. You heard it here first. Trey Townsend, not a horse girl. Not a horse girl. <laughs> 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 All right. Any other thoughts about uh, Dixie Stampede or Dolly Stampede now? I just remember I went with one of my scout masters and he asked everyone for their soup and he ate like 10 bowls of soup what kind of soup is it was it? like a creamy vegetable soup it was really like okay it was not good Ooh, let me get your soup he's like how you go eat any of that soup what and i was you, like no i don't even remember would you like take just it was like, like in a take mug it? i think i think you just like drank out I, of it I'm, which is so gross. i'm not into drinking i don't soup. even like soup that much no, i don't want to drink the soup you know what i mean I will eat soup if it's like the last thing that there is to eat i might go hungry <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back to talk about Dollywood. Talk about D-Wood. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Trey. And we're two Knoxville boys who are looking for a fresh perspective on the Knoxville area. And that's why we made our brand new podcast, Knoxin' on Knoxville's Door. That's K-N-O-X-X-I-N on Knoxville's Door, where we dig into topics like... The 1982 World's Fair, Vallapalooza, the Knox County Mayor Race, and what exactly did Peyton Manning think about the Siegfried and Roy Tiger attack in 2003? 
All this and more on Knoxon on Knoxville's Door, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back to Knoxon on Knoxville's Door. That's the name of the podcast. Almost forgot it. Uh, we're here live from the tip top of the sun sphere. And we're talking today about Dollywood. Talking about Dollywood, Trey. The big D. Um, so let's just go through the history of the park, and then we'll get into some more like, personal stories, personal stories sure. of the park. I wish people could see my dance when I did that. Well, when we get the, when we can afford the TriCaster that's $10,000 from right. our next intern coming aboard. Right. Because the three that we've got have covered the, uh, covered the, the lease for like the next two months. Mm-hmm. But when we pick up the next one, then we can get the TriCaster and we can put it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get the call from the bank guy, by the way? Which one? The the guy from the island. Oh, in Tennessee? Yeah. No, what did he say? He was like, Give, I need the money. He was like, I need the money. I thought you had the money. No, but I was like, it's coming, bro. Yeah, Chill just out, get it, bro. Believe. Chill out. Yeah. And I, I think I talked him down, but he was like, give me that fucking money. Did he sound mad? No, not really. <laughs> How did he say it? He was like, give me that fucking money. So, Dollywood originally opened in 1961 as a park called, called Rebel Railroad. I've never heard this before. Props to props to Dolly for changing it. It's not well, Dolly's Rebel Railroad, <laughs> <laughs> which tells you the. I did not. I've never heard that. Well, you also got to think it was opened in 1961, which would have been a, the it's pretty centennial close to like, yeah. of the Civil War. Well, you also got to think that that's not too far after segregation at yeah. a federal level. So listen to this. But uh, it was opened by. These brothers called the Robbins brothers. I wonder what their beliefs were on, like, you know, racial <laughs> racial equality. <laughs> you know, this sounds kind of terrible, but I actually wish I could, like, this sounds something I would be so into when I was a kid. Really? Like, this experience. Oh, because you like the Civil War so much? I would love it. Yeah. So, there was a general store, blacksmith shop, and a saloon, and the big attraction was that visitors could ride a train called... Klondike Katie. That's really obscure. With two K with that's spelled with K's. Yep. Um, I don't that's a little weird to me. <clears throat> yeah, it's strange. I don't get that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see what Did you yes. even yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Klondike Katie. There's actually three K's in it. You're right. There's it's literally K K K. Definitely that's what it is. That's right? for sure what it's a reference to. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's cause it's Klondike has two K's and then Katie has another K. There's K K K. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> Dang. That's messed up. <laughs> So you would ride the train and you were attacked by either or both, I guess, maybe by Union soldiers or like Indians. Which, which are sure, both equally offensive. I'm sure they got real Native Americans. <laughs> Actually, Amer- no, Indians is much more offensive than I'm, Union I'm soldiers. I'm sure they got real Native Americans to produce. For sure, yeah, yeah definitely. They didn't the have Cherokee Nation guy, in yeah. Cherokee, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and it doesn't stop there, folks, because you are attacked, fake attacked by either... Um, anti-slavery soldiers <laughs> or people who were genocide minorities <laughs> but don't worry you're protected by our god-fearing confederate soldiers and on the this train. Is like, was any portion of northeast or eastern tennessee did any of them fight for the south or was it- well yeah you had pockets um disclaimer i was a history ma- major I actually mm-hmm. wrote a paper on this so you had 
East Tennessee was fairly, uh, not even fairly, but it was um, majority Mm pro-union. But you did have pockets where people would fight for the Confederacy. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, um, you know, that, like, kind of corny sayings, like, brother against brother. Well, sometimes, maybe not that, but maybe sometimes. But families against families, like a farm here, would fight for one. Okay. But for the most part, East Tennessee was Mm pro-union. In fact, there was a pro-union newspaper in um, uh, Northeast. What is the town? I totally blanked Uh, on the town. Johnson City? Morristown? No. Green? What is it? Greenville? Greenville. Okay. In Greenville, yes. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of weird that this, like, pro-Confederate. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee, birthplace of the Ku Klux Klan, by the way, guys, if you didn't know that. Honestly, so it would have been, I think I forgot to write down the date for when it was changed again. I think it was 1970 or 71. So it would have been like almost a decade. Uh, well, in 77, you got to hear that it was acquired. Yeah, but yeah. before that, it was oh, okay. required um, sure. that it was like this. And honestly, I would love to hear from someone who either worked at the park or went yeah, yeah. as to what it was actually like. That's I would love, I've never heard about this and it's kind of like gives you a, gives you a view into the history of the time. And it's very interesting. So then later on the owner of the Cleveland Browns at the time now owned by the Haslam family. Yeah. So a weird connection, weird coincidence. Um, Art Modell bought the park and renamed it Gold Rush Junction. So not as uh, obviously pro-Confederate. Is there any other secret racist message in Gold Rush Junction? <laughs> I think they got that one all clean. Yeah, I think it's okay. And this is when like uh, you you start seeing like an Appalachian theme mm-hmm. even more so than so. He added the you know the chapel in the yeah, back yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. It's back to so. The right. And it's actually, this is interesting, it's named after Robert F. Thomas, who actually delivered like the Dolly, doctor? the doctor, what? who delivered Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, of course, being born in Sevierville, Tennessee, growing up there as a child. Yeah, so that's, that couldn't have hurt when later on she had that connection. Uh, he had a sawmill, a theater, and the first log flume ride. Which we probably rode on and nearly died when we were children. <laughs> I remember riding on the old one. I you remember the, the old one? one? It like, took you way up on the belt and just like dropped you down. I remember yeah, looking down. I loved you had it. like no belt. It was like was my like, favorite if one. If I fell off this, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> There's like not a rail to stop you back in the day. So then the the, the park is purchased again by um, the Hershen brothers, Jack mm-hmm. and Pete, in 1977. And they renamed it silver dollar city tennessee and that's I'd, that's the name i had always heard i had no idea it had two name, names yeah my mom had always said it used to be silver dollar city i guess said. she was like a teenager uh, and it was that and i heard this was this is also when like the this is what i've heard i don't know if this is true this hasn't been confirmed in our research but this is when they added in the uh what's it called the blazing fury that would make sense mm-hmm. that i want to talk about that right later yeah. but um but yeah so that's so they these brothers bought the park and they poured a lot of money into it mm-hmm. over a million dollars in the seventies. That's a lot of money. So they, more buildings, more rides. Um, in 83, the park opens the first, the grist mill, I guess they still have. What is, what is a grist mill? I think it's the, that's like the water run. I think that's what it is. Yeah. 
So it's the it was the first working grist mill in Tennessee in over a hundred years. It's a mill for grinding grain. That's what it says. Yeah, so it's like it's the one with the water wheel on it. It would grind like corn in the yeah. grain. Yeah. Corn meal. Corn meal. You can go there's one in Kate's Cove now. Okay. You can like buy the stuff. Um, so the park is grows, more people are coming, there's more stuff to do. Um, and then in nineteen eighty six, Dolly Parton buys an interest into the part she bought and became a part owner and as part of the deal they rename and rebrand the park as dollywood uh, and they reopen it in may of 1986 immediately more people are coming and since then the park has more than doubled in size it's now one of the most 50 vis- most visited parks in the country it has over 3 million visitors a year, which is the number one tourist attraction in Tennessee. And Dolly says that uh, one of the reasons she invested in the park and put her name on it is that she wanted to give back to her community mm-hmm. and create jobs. Um, and Dollywood is one of the largest employers in the Smoky Mountain area, has over 3,000 employees. My question was, is, is that seasonal or not? The park closes for... Yeah. What five months? Yeah, it closes. Like it's like closes. The last day is like what Christmas? I think. Yeah, and opens in April maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. So, and I wonder like, what do the employees do mm-hmm. in between? Um, I I kind of meant to do some research, so I, I didn't have. I ran out of time on that, researching other stuff we were doing. But um, one of the things that's also really incredible to think about. I don't know if you know this trade is that. The Sevierville hub, like the whole area, like the tourist attraction that is like Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, and mm-hmm. Dollywood, is actually the second most popular tourist attraction in the United States. It's only only second to Disney World in Orlando, That's Florida, crazy. which is incredible. And like you have to consider that it generates something like it's over a trillion dollars a year in revenue. It's unbelievable how much money it brings in this area, and. Uh, it's all really based around Dollywood. I mean, Gat, like you know, Gatlinburg and uh, the Smoke, Great Smoky Mountain National Park are very popular. But a lot, like a lot of the reason those tourist attractions are there is because Dollywood is there. People are going there for that uh, that amusement park. Yeah. Um, I I know I've heard, I had a uh, professor who kind of he taught an Appalachian history class. And he would kind of, oh, it's been so long now, I wish I was paid more attention, but he would rant about how so many of the jobs in that area are seasonal. Mm-hmm. So people, even if they're making okay wages for six months of the year, they're still living in poverty because they don't make anything for half the year. there's no other jobs. Yep. There's, there's like hardly any other jobs. It's like when you go up there in Gatlinburg and it's like once you get off the main road, I mean, there's houses. Right there, like you go up the mountain a little bit. There's neighborhoods in Gatlinburg. Imagine how weird that must be. Yeah, it's gotta you be know? weird. Growing up in Gatlinburg, like it's I know kinda a lot like of living people, at the beach, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Like they get to go to like all the like, the amusements for free and stuff if they're a resident of Gatlinburg. But it's just, and then like with the fire that happened there and everything recently, and those people who you know, a lot of them, as you said, struggling to get by and they lost everything. It's like God, man, it's messed yeah. up. Yeah, and we could talk. This is this episode really isn't about Dolly Parton herself, um, but we could talk about. We didn't research for it or anything, but the all that she has done for the victims of the fire. Oh, she donated millions of dollars. She hosted a a, a telethon for it. She's done. She's done a lot. And she recently like donated. um, What is it like? Some millions of books or something. Oh, for the Imagination Library that she runs all year round. Yeah. 
So I, I put down this because this is no, noteworthy in in my life. But in 1999, um, you know, they've opened a lot of new rides since you know the late 80s. But in 1999, they opened the Tennessee Tornado, mm-hmm. which I remember being a big deal. I was terrified of that ride. Yeah, I would not child. ride it. I was terrified. But I remember as like a young man. I would be really young. I would be like um, seven. I was paranoid of getting stuck upside down on the like on the loops. I remember going and with like my family and I had like a couple of older cousins. They were probably like teenagers at the mm-hmm. time. And they would like do anything. Like they would go they do anything. Well every time they would come in they would like go ski and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they and they and we went up and like they rode it and it was like a big deal that they rode. I remember thinking like, Oh my gosh, they're so brave. I remember going there with my daycare when I was a child and I would not ride that. And ride. still to this day, if you go and ride it, it is like Kind of freak, like it's so fast. It's very fast. <laughs> it's one of the fastest steel roller coasters in the country. So in 1999, that opened, and uh, also the Southern Gospel Museum and Hall of Fame were added to did Dollywood. You, did you know those were there? I did. Because I've never seen that. I've been to Dollywood so many times. I've it's never kind of seen that. it's towards the front, I believe. Oh, it's like right when you. I walked don't remember in, going to the museum, like, near the, like the theater and all that. Yeah, I knew that there was like a it was like a gospel center mm-hmm. because. I would. My dad would always make us go and watch the Kingdom Airs. What? what is this? It's a gospel band. There's like four of them. It's like yeah. four. I think it's four, four guys. And there's like, you know, each guy sings like you know one sings really like really high, and one sings. I don't. I can't remember. You know, like alto, soprano, mm-hmm. all those things. And there's like a bass guy. There's a guy that's really low, and people love that guy. So he would have. You know, they would like. He'd have like a solo, and people would clap. Oh, he's got a deep voice. So I, I just remember hating it. You know, this is like the worst part of the trip. You'd have to go and you have to sit. You used to do it like first thing. So before you could go like ride anything, you have to watch like an hour gospel concert. It was awful. <laughs> and, uh, it's not cheap to go to Dollywood either. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my dad, my grandparents really enjoyed I it. Loved it. Um, and I remember my dad, I was getting a little older. At a certain point, we didn't have to do it anymore. He was like, son, do you still have your faith? No. No, no, no. no. God. Um, but I remember he. Like, he had to know we were bored. Like, we didn't yeah. want to go. And they start singing the song, and he... Go tell it on the mountain. I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was, like, an original song. Oh, okay. And From Jesus this time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was it in, would have the disciples... Aramaic? Peter wrote it. Yeah, okay. Peter wrote um, it, yeah. But he said... I remember he turned to me, and he was like... They started playing the song, and I think I think maybe people even stood up. If you can believe it, these white people like stood up and were trying to oh, clap. Wow. You know, they had no rhythm, but they're it's trying. Like, yeah, and he said, "You're you'll like this one. This one's funny, or something like that." <laughs> if you what? can imagine, your father. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The uh, sweet man. Sweet man. Um, and firefighter. Yes, and so they in the part he was talking about is they sing the song, and it's about like. I don't remember. It's about like the church people that go to the church and the pastor. Congregants. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy that sings really high did a part where he like impersonates like the old church lady. Oh 
gosh. I don't remember what he does, but he like the music kind of like stops and he does like a thing and he's singing, but it's like he's singing really high like a you know, like an old woman and yeah. he, and people just lost their shit. They killed it. Yeah. Killed I remember it. thinking like that wasn't really funny. Oh gosh. But yeah, you knew so the audience, that, man. That's my association with the the Southern, Southern Gospel, Gospel Museum, Museum and Hall of Fame, Fame and in particularly the I always when I was young I thought it was so the band is called a band I guess you would call I don't know they're called the Kingdom Heirs mm. like like the heirs to the kingdom mm. I thought God. it was like the heirs like like the gas when I was a kid I didn't really think it through I thought like my dad would always say like, Kingdom Heirs and I thought he was saying Kingdom Hairs king no like king of mares or something mares like a horse yes what? i did not understand <laughs> king of mares. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt trey townsend king of mares <laughs> you have an alarm. oh i have an alarm with a terrible song playing what song was that i don't even know it's some terrible i need to change it uh it just pisses me off do you have a favorite ride at hollywood this is a hard one because mm-hmm. oh, i think it has to be I think it has to be Blazing Fury. I was going to pick that, too. I really think it's my favorite ride. It's so strange. It's so weird. I know, like, all the dialogue by heart when I ride that ride. It's it's really, like, freaky, actually. I still kind of... When I was a kid, it scared the shit out of me. It's very scary. That was a terrifying ride. Those, like, puppets are horrifying. Oh, my gosh. And, like, the ceiling's low as shit. It smells kind of weird in there. Yeah, and you can't see anything? You can't see shit. Like, oh, man. And my favorite one... My favorite line is when you go in there and the guy's getting chased by the old lady. And she says, get back over here and give me a kiss. And he says, kiss? You look like you've been kissing on that steam train. Love that. (laughs) And then like the guy's guy's, like trying to put out the fire. And uh, he's like, I need water. Get me a hose. And the guy's in the outhouse and he's like, I ain't got a hose, but I got a bucket. Oh, man. Because he's shitting in a bucket. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, oh man, it's like kind of giving me chills Try thinking to, about because it. it's so if you, if you've never ridden it. The which, first time I rode that ride, I thought I was gonna fucking die. I come in there with that train. I come in there. Oh my gosh! I came into the part where there was the okay, yeah, the train. So you go and you're going fast. You're going pretty quick towards this like wall. Yeah, and it's they play like a train whistle. You hear like yeah, you hear the and ding, it's ding, like ding 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 ding, yeah. ding, and then the it looks like you're about to hit you a train. Get close to it. It's like within ten feet. And then you suddenly drop down. Yeah, the track drops. It actually like like it drops. Wasn't down. now? I think they took it out, but in there used to be there used water. To be water, and it yes. was like the best part. And yeah, they you took get the water soaked. Out. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, first time I went, I was like a young kid. I was probably like, it was the first time I was old enough to ride it, right? And I was so small. I was such a small little shit. They had to put this giant foam, like, horseshoe collar around me so I wouldn't fall out I'm in between the bars. they let you ride it. Yeah. They were like, oh, he's tall enough, but he's skinny. So they put this giant, dude, it was huge. It's when you're briefly skinny as a child. Shut up. <laughs> you never want to know. I struggled with my weight when I was a kid. I was a, I was a husky boy. No longer am I a husky boy. And, uh, yeah, they put a horseshoe collar around me. It was huge. It was like, 
with this giant red piece of foam, and like there was like gum stuck in it, like where people like ripped it out, and like kids like spat their gum in it. It was nasty, and like it, it was like constrained, like my head was stuck up, like I was in like a neck collar or something. And as I'm going down the ride, I was so excited, terrified, think I'm gonna get killed mm-hmm. by a train, and then the water just pours in over the sides, and it soaked my shoes, and I was so I like, cried, I was upset for the rest of the day, <laughs> soaked my shoes. Still my favorite ride though. Uh, another thing about the Blazing Furies, I remember, so my mom's family goes, uh, pretty much every year, they go the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Or the Saturday after Thanksgiving. See, we always go, oh, when do we, I think we go a lot of the times, we either go then or we go like the day after Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like not very day. crowded for whatever reason. I guess people are shopping and stuff, but, um, so my, there was a time when my younger sister, she wasn't tall enough to ride any of the roller coasters, but she mm-hmm. really wanted to, like, she's one of those kids that wanted to do all the stuff, but she could ride the Blazing Fury, uh-huh. and there was, like, no line, and we probably rode it 12 times in a Oof. row. <laughs> Oof. It's a good ride. I'll, I'll probably ride, like, if, like if Julianne and I go, my wife, we would, uh, the wife, Trey, the wife, <laughs> if me and the wife go up there, well, I'll usually ride it a couple times over there. For one, like, if you go during the summer. It's underground. It's nice and cool in there. It's air conditioned. It's actually like a nice place to go and get a break out of the sun. When when you go now, like when was the last time you went? Um, I didn't go last Thanksgiving, but I went the one before. So like when you go, do you ride rides still? Because like when Julianne and yeah. I go, I actually enjoy walking oh around the God. park more. That's my favorite thing to do is go around and look at people here's, as I go around. Here's I, I do love the people watching. I here's what I do usually. It's like I go and you're there for like maybe two hours yep. and you're like, what do I do now? Yep. Yeah, that's usually, we usually only stayed for about two hours, which is terrible because we go with my mother-in-law and I love Angie, but she wants to stay like the whole day. She wants oh, to eat at a restaurant and like the worst is when we go during Christmas time and Julianne and I have been there for like two hours and I'm like, all right, we rode everything we want to ride. We did the mm-hmm. loop twice. We're done. We walked like five miles. We're done. No. And then her mom's like, oh, well, let's just sit down for a couple hours and wait till the till the parade starts. The parade starts when oh, the sun God. goes down at 6 o'clock. Oh, man. And it's and not it, worth it's it. It's not worth it. It's it, just terrible. Here's what – I have a probably even worse thing. So here's what um, my dear late Aunt Brenda um, – it was her favorite thing. She – I'm trying to remember. She – I think the last time I – it was her last time she got to go. She mm-hmm. passed away. A very – smart interesting woman but she loved uh, the christmas in the smokies mm-hmm. yep um we would go because they would be putting it on so we went i've seen christmas in the smokies probably eight times or so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and gosh. it hasn't really changed I've never seen it. You, you really should go see it yeah. once for yeah. the because it's not really long yeah and it's an experience because it's it's been the same for at least a decade. Like they maybe they add a few little things here and there. Maybe they add a different song. Like I know the the title song by heart. How's it go? It's Christmas in the Smokies, and Christmas in the Smokies is where I belong. It's Christmas in the Smokies, mm. and they just do that, and then at the end they go, "It's Christmas." No, and then there's a little it like trails off. Yeah, <laughs> and then someone will come out and be like, "Kids, get on the sled!" Whoa, whoa. And oh, then they go into awful. another. Yeah, Ugh. and uh, <laughs> it's terrible. And I remember, you know, when I was, I was probably. 
it was a would have been around the time I graduated high school, so I was really dumb and um I was probably dumb with you, Trey. Yeah, you would have done this with me. Yeah. So and I was trying to entertain no myself. Way. I think I know this story. <laughs> Were you counting fanny packs? Oh, I was gonna bring that up. I've done that for okay. years. I still do that. But <laughs> or I try that. but this was different. So I and I, I, my aunt, my other aunt got mad at me for this. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting, there's probably like 15 or 20 of us. We're all in like the same row. We're probably like maybe 10 rows back from the front. And I just decided I'm, I'm really just going to sit there. Usually like my cousins would just sit there and sleep and stuff. Yeah. Cause it, we usually go like kind of maybe like four or five in the evening when you're like kind of had it. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to get really into it. Oh, so you went all out. So I, after every song, I was what? like, yeah, oh, clapping, clapping as loud as I could. And I remember one song. <laughs> so it was like a solo and someone, and it was an amazing moment. So I, <laughs> they end the song and I stand up in my chair no. and I put my hands out. And you're like, Whoa! I think I pointed and I was like, yeah. <laughs> And for whatever reason, I guess it was programmed, the lights from the stage, like, kind of, like, flashed out into the audience and basically created a spotlight on me, the way I remember it. And I was like, yeah. And it looked like it almost was planned or something. Like, they had put me Your in Your family was probably so embarrassed. I remember my, my aunt was, like, Sit maybe, down. like, six, six seats over. She was like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but I was having a great time. That's great. Have you ever been to the Festival of Nations? I haven't. I actually would Festival like to. Festival of Nations is actually really good. That's Here's what the I've thing. Heard. When I was a kid, I always wanted to go. And when I became older, I was kind of jaded. And I was like, you know what? I bet you it's really lame. Dude, we went a couple years ago for the first time. And it was amazing. Like, this sounds, yeah. this is what's so dumb. They had this thing on there. And this sounds like the dumbest thing. You're going to be like, this sounds so stupid. They had a French Canadian lumberjack. Uh, acrobat acrobatics act. Oh, I think you told me about it's this. It's called Timber, and it was absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like that in my life. They were like standing three people tall, juggling. They were like throwing axes up to each other and like juggling them with, oh my gosh. with a guy standing on the bottom with two people on top of him. It was incredible. So it wasn't like a uh, Dragon Lights festival. No, situation. it wasn't like Dragon Lights. <laughs> it was like this was like real talent. They were doing stuff that was like dangerous as shit. It was amazing. It was so cool. I have to go. Saw, doesn't happen in the spring. Yeah, I think it happens in the spring after they open in April. And like the food's actually really good too because they actually have like the. Uh, yeah, it's one of the things that's nice. You know there. what I love about one thing I love about Dollar Is it the spiral cut fries. What do you get? The, the corn dogs. I love their the corn, corn dogs. dogs. I don't really like corn dogs, but have you ever I had their cinnamon? Loved. The cinnamon bread they make in the mill. I don't know if I have or not. So it's I'm like, sure it's pretty good, but it makes you feel like shit. It's <laughs> delicious, but like, get one and share it with a family. Oh, I'm like, so hungry, I want one of those. You want the corn dogs? <laughs> those like huge ones? Oh, like, like the like $12. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, crazy. it's like, you know what I always think? It's like the people who are eating the turkey legs walking around. I'm like, is it worth it? Did you really want that? You pay eighteen ninety nine for yeah. that turkey Yeah, and it's leg. like, you eat it and it gets like, it's like shitty. It's like, oh God. <laughs> I think last time I went, I got like a barbecue sandwich. 
and it was it was fine. See, the last and time, it cost like fifteen dollars. The last time we went was during the Festival of Nations, and it goes on for a while. It's like over a month, and uh, they had a bunch of different like street vent like street food vendors. So they had like tacos, they had like Asian cuisine there. It was really good. Like seriously, I actually got to recommend it. I was pretty impressed. And it was like reasonable. Oh. Only like three dollars for like a taco or two. We I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, one thing you brought up fanny packs. I have, I think when I was when I was a teenager, I entertain myself by counting fanny I remember mm-hmm. one time I counted fanny packs the whole day and I got up to like around a hundred. Oh or it something. had to be ridiculous. Yeah. And then I would start like I think I even did this the last time I went. I would uh I think I started like a Twitter thread where I was just taking pictures of people's <laughs> fanny packs. Yes. And a couple of people definitely saw me doing oh, that. But that's one way that's a tip if you're going with your family, don't really wanna you're not that excited about it. It's a long day. Also, there's another thing you can do, and this is very fun. Mm-hmm. Go over to the River Rampage, and if you're just like, I'm tired of walking around and riding rides, get you a few quarters, go to like a lemonade vendor and give them like a five. And this is, I'm serious, this is worth it. Get like 20 quarters. Go over to the River Rampage where the quarter-operated water cannons are. I've never done that. And that wait for it? people to come around the bend. And just you're gonna make eye contact with the guy because people know people know those water cannons are there, mm. but people very rarely use them because you got to put a quarter in. Yeah. Dude, you can drill people right really? in the face. I bet they get mad. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I did this. When I was like, I had this idea. I like reached in my pocket. My mom gave me like five bucks to get a drink or something when I was going to my daycare, and I had change. I had a quarter, and like I was like, I saw some people doing it, and they didn't get the timing right. So I'm gonna wait for somebody. I'm gonna wait for the perfect moment. I'm gonna hit somebody just square on the face. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're in this big circular tube with, like, the seats on it. It's like a water ride, if you've ever rid one, ridden one in a, another amusement park. And uh, the guy's coming around in the raft, and I lock eyes with this dad. He's bald. He has, like, his sunglasses on his head. And he looks at me, and he goes, no. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And I put that bitch in there, and I drilled him right in the face. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> If he said no, he deserved it. Oh, he did. He said no. <laughs> I just hit him. I think I had two. I just blasted him with both of them. One of my favorite things about one of the you know, the new additions to Dollywood is that you know they put in the Wild Eagle ride and it has its own theme song, which is so it great. Does. It's it does so great, and it song. plays the entire time you're yeah. in line. Yeah, it does. Just the same. I can't remember it off oh, the top of my head, but I've ridden that ride a bunch of times. It too. has the you know Wild Eagle yeah. in the lyrics. Um, the last time I went, I think we rode the Wild Eagle a couple times, and there was like a long line because yeah. everyone wants to wants to ride it. So I'm with a friend, and we're standing. You know, you get on like two at a time, mm-hmm. and we've been waiting for so long, mm-hmm. and we're and we're like lined up to where we're gonna ride with our my like my family members, and we go to get on, and this like guy and this kid in front of us get off and this guy's just like uh he just peed in that just so you know oh uh, <laughs> like, oh. just shut down the ride <laughs> no so we're like standing and like the people behind us are looking like why are you not getting on the ride because they're like mad because yeah. i think they even like let us in front of them so they could ride with their family members mm-hmm. and it messed up their thing you know oh, gosh. and then like so the That's they were coming around like checking job. this i remember they're checking around they were coming around like checking the seatbelt. And I was like, uh, just so you know, someone apparently like peed on the seat. She was like, what? And then we're standing there because we don't know what to do. And like a couple of minutes later, that she brings like I guess her boss. She was like, and she said, 
tell her what you just told me or something. And I was like, uh, apparently some kid peed on it. And they're like, okay, well. And so we just had to wait. But <laughs> it's just weird the way. That is weird. She's like, tell her what you told me. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot the best part of the story. Huh. Oh, gosh. I totally misremembered. That, that wasn't the craziest part. So before that, there was like a guy and his little daughter in front of us. Okay. So. She shit her pants. No, no, no. Oh. The guy, I just remember, the guy didn't tell us that the, the kid had peed. The guy got off and told the dad in front of us. He was like, just so you know, the, he peed on it. Yeah. And then he left. And then the dad was like, ah, whatever. And just takes up his <gasps> little girl and puts her puts in Puts her it. in the piss. And I was like, that poor girl, she had no choice. Like, oh. And then I saw. Oh! And then so afterwards, we were like, I'm not sitting in that. So I told him, I was like, just well, she'd already there. sopped up most of it, Trey, so. Because <laughs> it's not like they have different ones. I don't, no, I don't know. No, no. So it's well, they like, sometimes can run two. I'm trying to remember because for some reason I knew that that. I'll run one a lot of times. I think it was just yeah. one. So yeah. I told him, I was like, just so you know, I, don't, I said, oh, because I told him, that's what was so weird about it. I was like, the guy, let his he put his daughter in it. <laughs> so awful. So that's why she came back and was like. Tell him, you tell him what, what you told me. I, I bet like, you he had like a change of clothes with them in like the bag. Of the you know, I saw them afterwards and he was just, they were just like, I was like, that poor oh, little girl. That's awful. Like what a terrible dad to do <laughs> that. sucks. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. You got any more stories about so, Dollywood? I do. Uh, we can end on this one. I, uh, we recently went with one of my good friends, Dylan and Dylan, I think was 25 at the time and he had never rode a roller coaster. And I'm like, oh, it's fine, man. You know, I used to be afraid of riding coasters. I was like, uh, I won't take you on one that goes upside down or anything. I'll ride with you. We'll sit right up front so, like, we won't get whipped around in the back or anything. And uh, I took him over to Thunderhead, mm-hmm. <laughs> which he didn't know is the second fastest wooden roller coaster in the world. Yeah, it's pretty, like, jerky <laughs> it, it's, and stuff. It, yeah. yeah, it pulls you around. And we get up there and... <laughs> We got there right when the park opened, and we like run up to the top, and we were like the second in line to go on the second cart. So we're like waiting there. Dylan has never seen this ride. And the way it's set up is like the loading area. There's a piece of the track that goes right over it, and people always like scream bloody murder as they go through there. Yeah. It's loud as shit, like everything's shaking. And uh, we get up there, and Dylan's like, "So it's like, I was like, oh, this ride's fine. You know, it's just like a couple hills and some turns. It's no big deal." And like right after I say that, these people come ripping through there and it's like they're like everyone's screaming he looks at me and he's like what the fuck and i was like no we're doing this now and like we get in there and we sit right in the front and we're going up the hill that's the scariest part we go up the hill and he's like kind of nervous i can tell and i look at him and i go dylan he's like what and i was like by the way this is the second fastest wooden roller coaster in the world get ready and we went over the hill dude he just screamed what the fuck the whole time like every turn what the fuck it's so funny dude it's great <laughs> But he wanted to ride it again after it. But I thought that was great. Kind of mean. You would do it to me. <laughs> you would definitely do yeah. it to me. <laughs> well, I think uh, that pretty much wraps it up for us. I would say, what are our overall thoughts of Dollywood? It's kind of cool to have that yeah. in this region. You know, people. I got to say, pro tip if you're not from this area, you've never been to Dollywood, get a group of people First of together. all, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> Shoot us an email at tipofthesunsphere at gmail.com. I want to know why you're listening to this podcast if you're not from East Tennessee. Um, but if you're going with a group of people, especially if they're like from out of town and you're kind of wanting to see everything, you don't want to wait the rides, it's worth it to buy the Fast Pass if you're only going to go once a year. I'm serious. It really is. Because mm. you're not going to wait in line but like five minutes. Yeah, if you have no shame, go ahead and buy it. No shame. Yeah, I want to have a good time train. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been Knoxville on Knoxville's Door. See you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Knoxon on Knoxville's Door. If you guys have any ideas, questions, comments, or concern, or maybe even potential topics, please shoot us an email at tipofthesunsphere at gmail.com. That's T-I-P-O-F-T-H-E-S-U-N-S-P-H-E-R-E at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Grant D. Howard. And I'm at Trey Elm Townsend. Be sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast app to uh, get all the new updates for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Grant. No, seriously, thank you. No, Trey. Thank you. And thank everyone at home. And thanks to you, Grant, the most. No, Trey. No. Thank thank you. Bye. Bye.